Seven footers crew, what is going down? It is Gerard and Jenna. You guys already know we're back, baby. It is uh, the time where we're approaching the All Star break, Gerard. It's getting yeah, serious. Yeah, we're getting close. I mean, it's so crazy. We got like I don't know, three weeks till All Star, like something like that. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe yeah, three weeks, three weeks, three weeks. Um, yeah, it's funny, right? Because everybody's always like, "Oh, All Star halfway point in the season." I'm like, "No, All Star's two thirds." Like when we get back from All Star, it's like a mad dash to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Basically got a month left and then it's time to go. So no, this is uh, the guys are ready for a break, but there's always exciting things happening in this year association. Oh, yeah. This is when like everybody hits that quick weekend trip to Cabo or <laughs> Turks while, you know, the other guys are in Utah uh, playing the all-star game. But <laughs> this is where they recharge. Guys got to re recharge. Got to recharge, man. Oh, man. But yeah, it's it's getting gritty out there in the association. We have a couple hot button topics to get through today. So why don't we start in the West with the ailing warriors? Is that a good adjective for that? Mm, no, excellent. Um, yeah, because they're not starting out so hot from the last season when, you know, everybody thought they'd be on the greatest role since freaking sliced bread. Mm -hmm. But not the case right now. They're dealing with injuries. They're dealing with you know, uh, how do you call it? The uh, the old guys and the new guys trying to make it work yeah, the, at the same it's, time. Yeah, it's, it's the, the, the two timelines they're trying to run there, right? And, you know, it, it, things are not working. Look, winning a championship is hard, right? Repeating is even harder. Um, and, you know, remember, the Warriors only repeated the, the time when they had Kevin Durant, right? Like, they didn't repeat in those years prior, right? It's just, it's a difficult thing. And you need, obviously, you have to be very good, but you need luck and you need things to go your way. And when you start the season off causing your own problems, you know, it's real tough to kind of like right that ship. And the Warriors right now are a game under 500. I mean, this is kind of who they've been all season, Jenna. They're a middling offense, which is surprising uh, when you when you have uh, Steph Curry mid middling to poor. 22nd ranked in offensive rating and they're 13th in defensive rating, right? It's just, they're, they're just off. Right. And a lot of it is because of the two timelines, those young guys, Kaminga, Wise and Moody, not really ready to do what is necessary um, to win a championship. The warrior system's hard. We talk about that, but there's also some other stuff that's going on, Jenna, that, you know, has really been causing this team some, some difficulties. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, also when you knock out your teammate, uh, that's <laughs> in the, locker room forgive me i don't mean to laugh but no 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 got me. I, I only bring that up because of what we're about to chat about and uh dream on green on his podcast um yeah. he was chatting who was that uh jamal right? jamal crawford yeah jamal he, crawford. yeah mm -hmm. and he was explaining you know he didn't sugarcoat that the warriors are struggling uh called it that they have a lot of shortcomings, which he took the blame for. Mm -hmm, he said he hasn't mm -hmm. been the leader um, that he needs to be for this team. He brought up the yeah. issue with the, quote, young Wolverine brother, JP. Right. And he said that he's kind of been walking the line of not really being Draymond, the leader, because yeah. of the aftermath and the things that have dealt um, with that and the team. So, again, he did not sugarcoat it. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think yeah. that's really the catalyst and the root of all of this 
I, I do, you know, I I, I want to play it because like Draymond yeah. really kind of like let people let us in yeah. into like what's going on. So I want I want to play this because it was listen, it, it was it was real, and I thought Draymond really opened up here. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? I think we definitely know and understand that we have a switch, but mm-hmm. our struggles this year hasn't been because we're not flicking the switch. Okay. Um, our struggles have been, and by the way. This is why you are who you are. This is why you're great when I watch you on TV and you're going to continue to get better. It's because you you can get people to say things that they probably wouldn't say to anyone else. And so here I am about to say something that I would not say to anyone else. On the Draymond Green show, don't forget, tap in. (laughs) Got to tap in. (laughs) Which is, I think a lot of our um, shortcomings this year is my fault. Why is it my fault? Because I have not been the leader that I am and that I need to be for this team. And the reason that I have not been that leader is also my fault, right? Like, I think we all know what happened with your young Wolverine brother, um, JP. And so for me, I've kind of had to walk a fine line of not really being Draymond. And when I'm not really being myself, that's not the best thing for this team. And so where, where we've struggled is accountability. And, 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 and accountability on the defensive end, accountability on the offensive end. You know the accountability that it takes to have a winning team. And that's my role on this team. And I fell short in that area. And Jenna, you know, I, I, look, Draymond kept it 100 right there, right? Like, that, that is, we said it in the beginning. How was this team going to respond to this? Everybody came out. They said, "Ah, oh, it's fine. You know, we'll we'll work process. Draymond's got some work to do to, to build, a, you know, to regain the trust." But he came out and said, "Look, that's the reason, right?" And Draymond is—that's who he is on this team. He is the leader in that way. He holds guys accountable, but you can't hold guys accountable when you commit an action like that against you, right? People are looking at you sideways, like, "Man, who are you? I ain't listening to you." We saw what you did, what what you did to to JP in the beginning. Like, you, you know, you're talking out two sides of your mouth, and mm-hmm. that challenge and chemistry and balance and all that on a team is difficult now all that being said they are still the warriors their starting five lineup is still the best starting five lineup in adjusted net rating in the nba and when healthy in the playoffs against anybody they will like their chances right because of all their institutional knowledge and who and what they are i will say this however they got to show me more right now and right now they're not doing it so yeah they may believe that it don't matter what seed we are. We can win on the road. We can do whatever. We ain't went on the road this year. So we'll see about that, uh, at least in the regular season. And, you know, against maybe most of the, the the Western Conference, I'd be like, yeah, Dallas, Sacramento, you know, those teams. But a healthy Clippers team, I'm not sure I'm picking you against them. Uh, the, the, the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm definitely not picking you against them. All right. Like the Nuggets, maybe you will because you can find some ways to kind of single out Jokic on that matchup and they have some defensive issues of their own, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to take a Herculean effort for this team to go on a run to try to repeat their championship. The other piece when, but before we put this to bed, Jenna is the writings on the wall here, right? And Draymond said as much um, in that same interview, this is the last year of his deal uh, of his contract. I believe it's highly unlikely he's back with this team next year. Right. And he knows that. Right. And so, you know, it is, it's just kind of, they have some decisions to make. They got Draymond, they got Clay, right? Who's, you know, still pretty good, but not 
what he once was, given up the injuries and his age and the wear and tear. So, and they're both paid a lot of money, right? And so it'll be interesting to see what Bob Myers and Joe Lacob decide to do uh, this offseason. It really will. Um, the Warriors just continue to go through an interesting, interesting journey with this core squad for real. I mean, between injuries and dramatics and different things. So we shall see. I mean, hey, if they make a run though, mm, 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 mm. dynasty talk. At I mean, I mean, look, if they somehow find a way to make a run and go back and win the title again, I mean, it's going to, I mean, this is just like, it's incredible, right? Like the ability to triumph over all of that. It, it, it's a lot. Yeah. Tough stuff, especially when Steph Curry's playing at an MVP level. Mm-hmm. But we shall see how it plays out. Let's go over to the East and talk about the Nets because they are without KD, dropped four games uh, without him in the lineup, and then won two, Golden State and Phoenix, um, which, of course, he's still out. Uh, the Nets announced on Tuesday that he'd be reevaluated in two weeks for that MCL sprain that he suffered. Well, when was that? Uh, that was January 6th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, against the Heat. Mm-hmm. So... Let's talk about it. I mean, he said he wants to play again, all stars next month. Mm-hmm. Not that that mm-hmm. really matters for right. what we're talking about here, but like right. he wants to be a part of it. He wants to play. He's going to start running this week. Mm-hmm. What's the vibe in Brooklyn? Um, there, the key for this team right now, Jenna, is can they maintain and sustain themselves while Kevin is getting himself working his way back? As you mentioned, he did say he spoke to the media today. He's going to start doing some on-court basketball stuff this week, running, some shooting, obviously non-contact stuff right now, see where he's at. And then in two weeks when he's reevaluated again, they'll determine is the leg strong, is, is the knee area strong enough now? Can he start resuming? Can he start ramping up to contact practices and doing all that? Look, for this team and those four losses, and it, it takes a while to adjust to playing without maybe the best player in the league, right? Like you got to figure out, all right, what, what do we do? Because we're so used to him being that guy who can bail us out, right? Hit whatever. He's like a seven foot sniper, all the things. Okay. Well, you don't have that now. Now it's going to be more of a collective thing. How do we rally around that? And they struggled, right? Force up losses. They didn't get blown out in any of those losses, but they, you know, they they were just having a tough time finding and generating consistent offense. Kyrie Irving had two great games against the, the Suns late in that fourth quarter, the jazz and the win and the golden state warriors and that comeback uh, to win two straight. And they seemingly found something. Jenna, if they can somehow find a way to maintain and play around 500 ball, maybe slightly above 500, um, that's a good thing, right? Because then it's like, okay, Durant comes back. I mean, he's the easiest person, superstar in the world to just slot back in, right? Because it's just automatic, right? Catch, shoot, whatever. He just does his thing. If they are doing this and they find a way to win without him and then he comes back, this is the galvanizing force this team needs to be like, wait a minute. We're legit. And then they got to start thinking, no, we're championship contenders. We we can we can compete for a title and win it this year. So come the trade deadline, they can look to be aggressive, right? Okay, how do we get another backup uh, big? How do we get another wing player in here? Uh, whatever it is, they need some more size, et cetera. So I, this this next few weeks are going to be interesting. And the Nets are not, not going to rush them back because the postseason is what matters, not the regular season. So I, I mean, Sham said they're optimistic that he plays before the All-Star game, but Brooklyn is known to be conservative with injuries. He's going to want to push to play. They're going to say, bro, I'd rather give you an extra nine days. You come back post-All-Star, then we're ready to rock and roll. We can go and sprint to the towards the playoffs. So we'll see. Interesting stuff. No KD potentially for All-Star weekend would be problematic for well, 
it, it, it's, it's been the, I mean, he, he has been the leading vote getter in the Eastern conference the last two seasons and has not played in the also game because he's been injured. So, I mean, this is not anything new, right? Um, he's been voted because he's that kind of player and all that, but he hasn't played because he's been out. And honestly, look, it's an exhibition game. And I know he wants to play because he loves to just be with the guys. And it's a, it's a thing, right? When these star guys get together and hang out and, you know, do their thing. But again, the Nets and he came here to change things and win a title, right? Playing an all-star game isn't going to help or change that. The other piece for them, Jenna, is the Ben Simmons situation. He needs, you know, he his, his just like we always talk about how development for players isn't linear, his return back to form is also not linear, right? He has moments where he's playing well, then he dips a little bit, then he comes back. It's It's been a very up and down first 40-something games halfway through the season. Should be expected. He didn't play basketball for an entire year. But they cannot be the championship team they want to be unless he is that aggressive version on offense. Again, not about scoring, but being aggressive. And he is that all NBA level defender. If he's not that Jenna, they're not, they're not going to win because that's too, that is uh, a slot in their salary that is huge. And for a player who's not playing at all-star or above level, you see what I'm saying? Like you, you, you can't, it's not like they can go out. All right. He's not playing like that. Let me just go find two or three guys. No, we, we can't. So he has to play and get back to that level in order for them to be a legit title contender. It's going to be interesting, especially to see if they can keep up the chemistry, I should say, on the court. Because he did say to the media that it was, it was a character win for them. It was huge. It was huge. So, And they did seem like they were gelling on a different level mm-hmm. for once. The, the, the vibes the vibes are very different this year, Jenna. They are not like the team from last year where they were 5-16 and 16 in, the, in, in, the game, in the games he missed last year. I mean, they were atrocious. That's what led to him being like, I want out of here, right? The vibes are all different. Look, Nick yeah. Claxton has been huge for this team. He's in line for not only an all-defensive uh, team uh, selection this year, most improved player is in the line for that as well. Claxton has been phenomenal. Kyrie has been his very good self, and he is not involved in things away from basketball, right? Look, if he keeps doing that and playing, this team will be fine. Again, they need Simmons to get back to that level. They can hold on, maybe even be a little bit better than 500 while KD's out. That'll be huge and buoy them as they head to the postseason. Going to be interesting stuff there, too. And again, hey, they'll get KD back, hopefully, at a good time where they can go on a run. We shall see. We shall see. Again, back over to the West now. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about these Lakers because, dare I say, they finally made a move and and added somebody of some substance to the the roster to help the Deer King. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Feet. Okay, on a real note, though, the Lakers did get Rui Hachimura from the Wizards in a trade for Kendrick Nunn and then three second-round picks to the Wizards. I don't know about you, but I don't think the Wizards made out, like, well in this. I mean, look, as I, as you see, as everyone who's watching this can see in the bottom, those who are listening, I'll read what it says. Lakers trade for Rui Hachimura doesn't matter, question mark. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, the Lakers are still 22 and 25, a below 500 team, 17th on offense, 18th on defense. They're middling, right? They're just kind of right in the middle. In order for this team to do anything and be anything, they need Anthony Davis to be healthy, 
playing like he was playing like the best player in the league before he got hurt and LeBron doing LeBron things. If they are doing those things, then this Rui Hachimura deal could be big because now you add a little bit of defense, right? He would ostensibly take the minutes from Juan Toscano Anderson, right? And Rui's got a little bit more offensive pop to his game potentially, right? You, you, you can do Thomas Bryant in the starting lineup, AD at the four. You get a lot of different options here, but none of this matters unless AD is back and healthy. If he's not, it, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter because LeBron at the stage of his career, as good as he is, he is not enough on his own right now to carry this collection of people to anything significant, right? Um, and everyone's saying, oh, well, the West is wide open, you know, all the do is make a move. Like, it, it's wide open in the sense that records are bunched together. Yeah. But Denver's really good. I, I'm not picking the Lakers to beat Denver. Memphis is really good, despite the fact that the Lakers beat Memphis and Shannon Sharp is wilding out, doing all that, all that foolishness. Like in a seven game series, I'm not picking the Lakers over the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Like shit in a seven game series, I'm not sure I'm picking the Dallas, um, the, the Lakers over the Dallas Mavericks. Luca will be the best player in that series and they got no answers for him. Right. So I, I just, you know, so Laker fans are all like, oh, we're wasting LeBron playing like a all NBA guy. Because... Look, you're still not good enough to win a title unless Anthony Davis is playing like he was before he got hurt. And we don't know when that's going to be. We keep hearing, oh, you might return to the court next. I will believe it when I see it. When he is back on the floor doing his thing, we'll see. I will change my tune then. But for now, again, the Rui Hachimura deal is fine, but it, it doesn't matter right now. It, it's just great. And? <laughs> Honestly, you're not wrong. Let's be real. Call a spade a spade. Okay. Let's talk about some more uh, spiciness. <laughs> yeah, more juicy topics at this point. Spicy is better than my attitude. <laughs> so. um, Pat Bev, like, of course. As, as soon as you hear that name, you know. Of course. And then Damian Lillard, okay? Now let's get into this game really quick. It went down on Sunday night. These two are chirping back and forth in the second quarter. Dame at one point said, I will beat your ass to Pat Bev. <laughs> Dame, come on though. I mean, they're both, I guess, shorter. I mean, it, listen, it's it's fine because that's who Pat Bev is. He's an irritant, right? Like that's his whole thing is to get under your skin, and you know, it's just like, all right, man. Like, really, like Pat Bev is annoying. Like he's annoying. He's annoying. No offense. Um, but yeah, goes down in the second quarter on Sunday. Um, you know, they're chirping back and forth. Dame's at the line. Pat Bev gets a tech for walking in the lane. A whole spiel breaks out they pause mm. everything and then they of course they take it to twitter of course um things are getting petty on there too <laughs> and then uh what was it dave Pat called the macon man a flip from above the rim hilarious i'm dying i'm dying i was like dave that was good that was a good burn dame off Moving night for dame shooting which gave pat bev uh, some fuel but i mean you don't be doing that. He was trolling the Dame Time logo in the game. I was like, mm. Pat, why are you doing this? Because that, because that's his whole thing, right? That's who Pat Bev is. Remember what Russ said about him? Pat Bev don't play no defense. He's tricking y'all, man. But then Pat Bev and back and Russ, me tricking y'all. Like you're out here stealing money, my guy. Like it's just like, listen, this is who Pat Bev is, and that is his role. His role on whatever team he is on is to agitate the other team's best players and get under their skin and play lockdown defense and really being irritant in a pest and that can be annoying and right like but ultimately 
you know, and those two guys have a history, right? Like, I mean, it, yeah. this goes, this goes back a ways. It's just, it's always funny when Pat Bev is getting into dust ups with people. I'm always like, Oh Lord, here we go again. And you know, no one's going to fight ain't, ain't nothing. You know, it's just, but Pat Bev is going to talk and do his thing. And the Lakers got that win, that comeback win. And mm-hmm. Pat, Pat did his, ain't no damn time tonight. So listen, he got his jokes off, you know, did his thing. It's cool. Good for you. <laughs> Oh, gotta love it though. Papev, the gift, the entertaining gift that keeps on keeps giving. on giving. <laughs> too funny, too funny. We'll see what team he's on next season. <laughs> Jenna! <laughs> my gosh, it's just like word vomit some days. That was a good oh. one. I like that. You're like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> that was a good one. Well played by you. <laughs> You now I'll probably like get trolled by Pat Bev who will listen to our podcast one time and hear that. Um, gotta love it though. This might be a clip for later. Okay. <laughs> we talked about it. We're approaching the all-star break, which means mm-hmm. we're officially down to crunch time in the association and things are getting down to the wire here. Shitty teams are going to keep being shitty. And then we're just going to have a couple teams mm-hmm. that we can finally talk about. No <laughs> offense, everybody. But I mean, when you got 30 teams, you got to narrow it down. My brain hurts. So let's talk about our top five teams right now mm-hmm. in the league. I mean, you already mentioned a few that I know are going to be on your list. So kick it off for me. All right. Number five. And we'll go back and forth. I give my five. You give your five and so on. All right. Number five for me. Get ready for this. This, is, this might blow your mind. The Sacramento Kings. Wow. We're already starting there. They, they did beat the Lakers the other night, too. They beat the mm-hmm. Lakers, beat the Grizzlies last night. Look, mm-hmm. Jenna, the, the Kings are third in the West. Seven and three in – yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you heard me right. The Kings are third in the West. Seven and three in their last ten games. They are number one in adjusted offensive rating. Now, their defense is 25th. They got to work on that on the floor. But – and they, listen, the Kings, as I Sacramento fans, get ready. That 16-year playoff drought, I believe, is coming to an end going to make the playoffs this year kings that's my number five team right now to force some context here the kings were the original dumpster fire, Perennial like, so dumpster like, fire. i would carry a fire extinguisher anytime <laughs> we record and talk about them because literally they were a dumpster fire um wow that's that's good stuff i like that choice right there definitely surprised me i'm going with my number five team is they probably deserve to be higher but i just can't decide the clippers okay okay they're I, coming on yeah i say this because above 500 just above 500 but they're six in the west and I remember at a time when they were in double digits in the rankings here. So talk about, you know, coming past injury. What was it? Uh, PG and Kawhi were on the floor for um, the first time, I think, only the 18th time in 49 games. Forgive me if I'm wrong. The other night. And they looked like a completely different team, of course, to the point where Ty Lu was Mm -hmm. like, "Um, yeah, this is a different squad when we're all out here clicking together. So Clippers have me at five. Uh, number four for me, the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, you know, they were higher uh, just a week ago when they're on their 12-game winning streak. They've dropped three straight since. No John Morant last night, back-to-back, played Sunday, played Monday. You know, they're kind of getting a little bit of a doldrum in the in the season right now. They kind of got to get things together and, you know, get themselves back on track. But I'm not too worried. Memphis Grizzlies, number four. Who do you got as your number four team? My number four team is the Sixers. They're mm. on what five game win streak right mm-hmm. now as mm-hmm. they go to face Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I just like what I'm seeing here. Again, on a nice streak, especially for this late in the season that they're showing good flashes, which is interesting because this is when they usually start to chip uh, <laughs> the bed. So I have faith in these Sixers. I'm telling you, ever since I took that trip down to Philly and I was like hanging rubbing elbows with all the Philly people, I was like, take me here. So, <laughs> number four. All right. All right, that's your four. Number three for me, the Denver Nuggets. Look, I mean... They are number one in the Western Conference. They lost, they've dropped two straight themselves uh, or three straight. Um, look, they still have Nikola Jokic, the reigning two time MVP, might be the three time MVP. Um, look, their offense is excellent. They got some struggles on the defensive end, but they can score the ball. And Jamal Murray's starting to come on. So uh, I like the Denver Nuggets. Be, be mindful, though, the Michael Porter Jr. situation. Um, he hasn't really played that well this year, you know, and his brother was involved in a car crash where not his brother, but somebody else died and his brother was the driver, I believe. So that may, you know, that may take Michael Porter Jr.'s mind away from what's going on. Something to watch there. But Nuggets number three. Who's your number three team? Mm, well, I had Nuggets in my list, but they were two or three. So we'll keep them at three since okay. you had that beautiful explanation. No problem. Um, All right, number two. Vibes to yeah, yeah. Family. For sure. Number two. Boston Celtics, uh, they have dropped uh, a number of games in a row. But look, uh, they're still the Celtics, right? I mean, they they're nine and one. Oh, they dropped they lost a game, so they dropped nine. They dropped one, nine and one in the last ten. Still the best record in the NBA. As I said numerous times, this team is on a mission to get back to the NBA Finals, and it looks like they are well on their way. So they got some injuries to deal with right now. Marcus Smart went down. Um, you know, something to pay attention to there. Robert Williams, but. You know, Boston Celtics, number two. Who's your number two team? Love it. My number two team is the Bucks. We okay. talked about them. I think it was last week. We said we need a Chris Middleton back and XYZ. Mm -hmm. And they went through some lulls this season already. But although they did drop a game to the Cavs, um, what was that, Saturday? Mm -hmm. Before that, they were on like a 10-game win streak. So let's not forget like what the Bucks are capable of because I feel like we always sleep on them. And then here comes Giannis Antetokounmpo. Fear the deer, blah, blah, blah. Fear the deer, blah, blah, blah. I love it. I couldn't think of anything else. No, no, it's, it's fear the deer. That works. The, 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 the Bucks were like my – they were like my my 16. I was like, ooh, should I pick them or the Kings? But because the Kings have been a little bit better in the last 10, 7-3 versus 6-4, and four, I'm gonna, I went with them. All right, my number one team. You mentioned them earlier. Philadelphia 76ers, they are on a roll, Jenna. Uh, number seven in adjusted offensive rating, number seven in adjusted defensive rating, six in adjusted net rating. Look, they're playing great basketball right now ahead of a matchup with Brooklyn on Wednesday night. I just, look, Joel Embiid's a monster. We know this. They figured it out with uh, Tyrese Maxey coming off the bench. Listen, this is, this team looks, they're starting to look like a team that's going to be problematic for a lot of people come the postseason. Now, it's early. We'll see what happens come the postseason. The team always finds a way to underachieve. But for right now, that's my money. Number one team in the league. All right, who's your number one team in the I league right now? Oh, you already said it, but the Celtics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, they weren't mm -hmm. your number one, obviously. They were number two, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the Celtics continue to impress me because of the consistency. They haven't really, again, small lulls, but nothing crazy. They've had some injuries. What was it? Marcus Smart, I think mm -hmm. you might have mentioned. Yeah, Robert Williams. Mm -hmm. Robert Williams. But 
regardless, like never wavered really. I mean, the the numbers in the West, literally, it looks like the numbers are just going like this. <laughs> all day, every day. It looks like the freaking stock market. But the Celtics <laughs> continue to maintain that top yeah. spot, if anything, one and two. So yeah. they have me at consistency. Number one in adjusted net rating, number three in adjusted offensive rating, number eight in adjusted defensive rating. I mean, they are beating the teams they're supposed to beat, and yeah. they're even be- and they're also beating everybody up, right? They're, I mean, they're just they're playing well, right? And so you again, as I said, this is a team that seemingly after they lost in the finals had that two one lead. Again, most you can go either way. It like you're crushed in the offseason and you can't quite get back there again. Or it drives you when you're so motivated to get back. And so far, it's clearly driving this team to get back. So kudos to the Celtics. And you know, you know I've said it since day one. They have had a recipe for a shit season. Yeah. Uh, starting sure. with everything that has nothing to do with basketball. So sure. kudos to them keeping that um, you know chemistry alive. Mm-hmm. You love to see it. That is it, folks. Here we are. Another episode in the books. And keep with us because this season is literally fleeting it is it is uh you know where to find us apple podcast spotify youtube stitcher soundcloud at seven footers pod on twitter at seven footers podcast on instagram at js hector at gentleman celly and until next time everybody peace.